0: Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Shuvah Yisrael. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Thursday, Vav Tishrei, in the year Tafshin Lamed Zayin, which is 44, just about 45 years ago. Vav Tishrei, as we know, is the yard site, the anniversary of the passing of the Rebbe's mother, the Rabboni, Tuthconius, her name was Rabbi Tzinchana, and the Rabbi went ahead and certified and edited this Chassidic Discourse in honor above Tishrei in the year Tafshin Nun, 31-32 years ago. So again, the Chassidic Discourse is based on the opening verse from this week's Haftorah of Shabbat Shuvah. It's a verse from the Prophet Hosea, chapter 14, the second verse, where the prophet says, Shuvah Yisrael, return Jewish people, add until Havai Lekecha, the name of Yudkei Vavkei is your God. So the Rebbe says we know the famous question that's asked, why does the verse say, Ad, until Havai Lekecha, the infinite God is your God, why does it say, li Havai we should return to Hashem, not until Havaiya Lekecha. That's question number one. Question number two is why it says both names of Hashem. It's either to Yutke Vavkei or it's to a Kim. What does it mean both names? Also, what does the verse say after that? The reason we're returning is because we sinned. The fact that we sinned, so sure you have to do tshuva. Tshuva is for sinning. So it's self-understood, the reason why it's tshuva that we're returning is because we, cause we sinned. So why does the verse have to point out and say specifically, because we sinned? So the Rebbe says, he's going to explain this <clears throat> based on a an important idea in our service to Hashem. In Hebrew, it's called aboidah so adam, general way that we serve Hashem. And we serve Hashem in generally many ways. But in this case, we're going to talk about two ideas. One is called Surmeyrah, where we stay away from ra, from evil, from negativity. And then the Asetoy, we go close in a positive way. We bring positive good and godly energy in our lives. So there's the avoid of Surmeyrah, going away from bad, going away from evil, from negativity. The Asetoy, and doing good. So the Rebbe explains and he says, it's known that the Avoida of Sur-Meirah, that's related and spiritually connected to the Shema the name of Shema On the other hand, the Avoida, the spiritual work of Saitoev, that's connected to the Avoida of yud key What's the connection between Sur-Meirah and Shema and ase toiv and shem yutke So, first we're going to understand, we have to understand what is the avoid of yutke and what is the avoid of shem Elohim. So, the rabbit brings from Shulchan Aruch, the code of the Jewish law, and the code of the Jewish, Jewish law says what kind of thought and meditation do we have to have when we say the name Elohim and when we say the name yutke bovke. So, it says as follows when we say the name yutke bovke, we have to have in mind that God is Hoya, He was, Hoya, He is, and Yeah He will be. Past, present, and future, all in one. That's what Yudkei Vavkei resembles according to Shulchan Aris, That's a simple meditation. So anytime you're praying, or you're making a blessing, and you say Yudkei Vavkei, Hashem's name, you have to have in mind that Hashem is past, present, and all future, all in one. When you say the name Elohim, again whether it's in a prayer or in a blessing, you have to have in mind that God is takif, God is a strong, that he has the power, he has a strength on high and on below. Now, what's the difference between these two components? Where in Utke Bufke we're having in mind of God that He's past, present, and future, and Elohim was He has the power on high and below. Because this that we say in Shema Lakim, that God has the power and the strength on high and below, what is that referring to? That's referring to God and godliness, the way he relates to the world. In Kabbalah, what is that called? It's called the light of Hashem, which is Mamali kalalman, the light of Hashem, which which is enclosed in the world, connected to the world, related to the world. On the other hand, this, that we say that God is past, present, and future, all in one, that's the way God is above the world. In the world of Kabbalah, what is that called? Slave of Kalam. When God hovers over the world, He doesn't internalize it into the world. <clears throat> Which is the level of Slave of Kalam. What does that mean? As follows In other words, like this, when we say the concept of world, in Hebrew, olam is, is translated as world. What is, the, what is the get there? What does it mean that we say wor- world? So world is defined, the definition of world is time and space. World is time, past, present, and future is limiting. And space, here, not there, and so on and so forth. In other words, so world is defined and limited by its space, and also by its time. The same thing also in the spiritual worlds, which is limited in space and time. The only difference is, in this physical world, that we measure time by in a physical way. We measure space in a physical way. On the other hand, in the spiritual world, you measure time and space on a spiritual level. Now, since the Oyur Hamamali, the light of Hashem that comes into this world, which means the light is measured and it fits into the world. So, obviously, if the light of Oyer HaMali comes into this world, so you also have the component of space and time in Oyer in the light that comes into the world had what, what's the connection because we know when hashem created the world so first there was the infinite light god created a sin so he created an empty space and then he drew down a kav a line and the line is what eventually came the the, the the through there comes the light into this world now the the light of the kav which generally speaking that's the light of Abraham and Mali, so you have the component of, in a and when you draw on a line, you have higher and lower, that represents space, and then you have before and after, that represents time. So, in other words, this component of er mali time and space, higher and lower, before and after, in the Kav, that's the source of time and space in this world. So it works actually backwards. The fact that we have time and space in this world is because the source of time and space comes from the Kav and in the Eirakav, it's limited also by time and space, higher and lower, and before and after. Now, that's all related to what Eirakav Mali, on the other hand, and that's, God has the power and the strength, higher and lower. On the other hand, the Shem Yudke Vavke, which we said means past, present, and future, so that's already not connected to time. Past, present, future, all in one, there's no time there. Why is that? Because that's referring to the light of where God is above the world. It's not limited to time and space in the world. Now, even though it's not limited to time and space in the world, it's referring to but nevertheless, the fact that we say that it's past, present, and future in one, we're, we're, so that's, that's time. It's an infinite time, but it's still time. Okay, so you can't divide it. Past, present, and future is one. Where do you divide it? Fine, so it's infinite time, but it does have a relationship with time. So it's self-understood that even though Yutke Vovke, or your slave is higher in the world, but it has a relationship with the world. And that's why one of the translations of Yutke Vovke is from the expression of Mahava. That from this from, from Yud Kei Bavkei, Hashem created the world. In other words, because ultimately the creation of the world in a personalized way is through Ailon Male, but its source it comes from Yut K from Ar-Sav-Ev. However, in other words, the, the worlds, if it came directly from Yut K they wouldn't they wouldn't have any limits to it. And therefore, because it doesn't have any limits, therefore, past, present, and future is all one. So in other words, therefore you have so to, to to bring it full circle. Havaya and Elokim, the name Yitkei and the name Elokim, refers to the 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 light which is hovering over the world. The infinite light, so to speak, but it has some kind of connection to the world. And and Yelokim is connected to Yolikim, the part that comes into the world, the part that's finite. The that Time and space have some kind of a limit in Uh Versus Ayur it's connected to time, but really past, present, and future is all one. In other words, like this. When Hashem created the world from the Urhama which is connected to Shay Malakim, so since it's that light has some kind of relation with the world, and it's a source for the world in a direct way, so that is called, in Kabbalah it's called, B'derech Islapshos. Orr HaMali, because it's a finite light, and it has a relation to the world, so that, so when Hashem used Orr HaMali to create the world, it's in a way of Islapshos, Hashem is enclosed within the world, that level of the light. And therefore, since the light, so to speak, um, is enclosed in the world. So, what happens then is the world that's created from that light and it has a relationship with Ehramale. So, the world becomes a Matthias. It becomes a something because it actually has a relationship, has a connection has a, with Ehramale. In other words, because what does this slopshus mean? What does it mean it gets enclosed? It literally gets enclosed within it to create the world. So, therefore, it, the world becomes a something which is actually interesting because it's less light so world has more of a presence so so the world exists it's really an illusion but the fact that the world exists because there's less light but the fact is that it, it it thinks that it actually exists on the other hand the fact that the world is created and is connected to the higher light the infinite light so the world really has no Relation with it, there's no connection, it's too, it's too far off. That's infinite, this is finite. So, therefore, the world that's created is not in the way God for like this God gets involved in it. its connection. How can you get involved? There's no connection. So, the world that's created is so to speak automatic. In Hebrew, it's called Baderach Hemela, in other words. And he gives an example like, let's see, for example, somebody wants something, wants Rotzain. So, when somebody wants something. That's automatic, it happens. Why? Because Ratzon, which we know, Rothstein is connected to Kessel. In Kessel you have Taining on sign so when somebody's connected to Rothstein has want, so whatever you want, it happens automatic. You don't have to put a lot of effort into it. In other words, because sign when you want something, it makes the thing happen automatically. It doesn't get involved and, and reason with it and argue with it and understand it and feel it. That's already intellect and emotions. That's what, that's a whole different level of a relationship. But when there's something comes from Ratzai and it's come, happens automatic. Now, when something happens automatic, so the thing that's created from the automatic is nothing. It's not like it was a negotiation, not like it was an intellectual discussion or emotional feeling about it. It happened automatic, so therefore the thing has no much it doesn't exist. So therefore, so Ratzlein is a parable for Uyasevev. So just like when Ratzlein, somebody wants something, it happens automatic. The same thing also, when something is created from Uyasevev, the thing that's created has no really independent existence, because it knows it's so far off from Uyasevev. In other words, just like, bring back the the parable, just like not only something that comes from Ratzain is nothing, but even Ratzayim itself, the fact that somebody wants something, what does it mean you want something? When you, you think about something, so your thought creates what you, the idea. But when somebody wants something, what does it mean you want it? So Ratzayim actually, according to Kabbalah, is only an expression of your essence, who you are. So in sense, like I want something. Why? I can't explain it. So why do you want it? Because it's an expression from your inner soul. In other words, when the soul wants something, it's the sources from your soul. So basically, it's an expression of wh- wh- where your soul is at. So the same thing also, when Hashem created the world from sign it's not that, <clears throat> not that Hashem uses that to create the worlds. In other words, the sign is the energy. And because the Ratzayim was for our world, so the world happened automatically. But it's not that the Ratzayim and the world have some kind of relationship or some kind of connection. So in other words, so that's the parable for our HaSavayim. In other words, so therefore, Eur ha- HaSavayim, when Hashem created the world to save, it's automatic. there's some kind of connection. And this is the connection between Urh and Uh Male, to the to the name of Yutke Vafkane, the shame and the name Elohim. In other words, like this. What does Urh mean? Uh Male is connected to the name of Elohim. What did we learn before in, according to Jewish law? What does Elohim mean? What's the meditation? Elohim is the power on high and below. In other words, what does it mean? It's the power? The power to do something. Which is just like Uyur Male, just like Uyra Male gets involved, and like him is the power. What means power? Power means there's a relationship with the power and the thing that the power is creating. Now, even though in Uyrah Mali it's like the power of Shaymalakim that's creating it, but nevertheless, the world that is being created from Uyhamali, from Shaymalakim in order for the world to create and constantly be recreated, Hashem has to constantly create and recreate the world. So therefore, since Hashem has not only created, but recreated every single minute, so that's the connection between Elohim, the Koyach, on high and on low. In other words, that the power and the ruling that Hashem uses, Elohim comes from the name of Shorah, ruling, it's on the higher level, on the lower level. So even after it's created, so, Hashem still needs to fuel, uh, fuel it with energy, not only superficial, but literally for its own, mere existence. And as whether it should be created or not. So, what he's saying is like this. You would think that when Hashem creates the word from Ur once He creates it, boom, it says creating. It says a created entity. He says, no. Even when Eurahim creates, and the, so to speak, a relationship, there still has to be a constant creation. On the other hand, which comes automatic, which we said, is connected to Yudkei Vavke, past, present, and future altogether. In other words, so by the creation that comes from what does that mean? That when Hashem creates, that completes His, His will. In other words, so since when there's creation, from Uh which really the dominant force in creation from Ayur Saif it's not about the creation, it's about the will gets actualized. So it's since it's all about the will being actualized, it's all about Ayya Sayyidiv spitting off powerful energy, so therefore there's no difference past, present, and future. Past, present, and future is all one. So you see clearly there's a powerful connection between Urah and Mali. And the part that comes into the world in Shemalokim, the way it creates, no, it recreates it, and the effect it has on the world, and also Ehrasayv, <laughs> and yud Vavkein, kei the way it creates it automatic, and the effects it has on the world, where it still stays in infinite, in, 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 in infinite energy. So based on this, again, it's deep stuff in Kabbalah, or, or you can review this a few times and the way it creates it automatically and the way it's involved in it but even when it's involved in Sheh it still has to recreate it but the point the Rebbe says is this is the connection between Sur going away from evil which is Ara staying away from terrible things and doing good which is connected to the two names of Elokim which is Sur Elohim, and is connected to, uh, connected to what? the idea of doing good why? What does it mean, Sur Meirah? Sur Meirah, generally you would think, is not to transgress the, the 365 negative commandments. So you represent that Sur for sure it applies to not transgressing the 365 negative commandments. But the Sur is also fuel to make sure that you don't miss an opportunity to do one of the 248 positive commandments. So the Sur you would think initially, yeah, okay, don't transgress. But he's saying it's deeper than that. It's not only don't transgress the negative, but it means don't transgress and don't miss out an opportunity to do the positive commandments. Why? Because when a person misses an opportunity to do a positive commandment, it's also it's also rah. It's also bad because you missed an opportunity. Now, but what's the energy? So technically, summary is connected to, to the negative precepts, not to transgress, and to the positives, make sure not to miss the opportunity. So so so, what's the difference then? Shabbat explains very powerfully, he says, like this. Surah means the driving force in Surah is stay away from me, it means I'm afraid. Sur, I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid, God forbid, to transgress what Hashem wants me to do. In other words, my relationship with Hashem is a one of fear. I'm afraid to transgress. I'm afraid to not to, to transgress and do one of the negative things I shouldn't do, and I'm afraid of missing the opportunity. So what happens then is when you your relationship with Hashem is because you are afraid, then you only do the basic minimum. You only do the requirements. As I'm only required to do this, that's it. While I'm done, what about doing being motivated to do more and to be happy and to strive and excel? No, Sur Meirah will keep me from not transgressing the negative, will keep me from making sure I dot the eyes and check off all the positive, but there's no positive force that's going to keep on even me moving forward. That's the energy of Surmira. The Chiddush, the powerful revolutionary idea of Asay To'iv, is not only to do the positive mitzvahs, but it's even deeper, that the observing the mitzvahs, doing the mitzvahs, which means doing the positive and not doing, God forbid, the the negative, it's not because I have to do it. Because I'm, otherwise I'll be, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be having a bad relation with Hashem. On the contrary, I want to do it. I want to do good. And I want to do more. And like the, the Rebbe brings from the Al-Turban, Kutus Fari, and he says, Asai Toiv means that a person puts in tremendous energy and a person toils. In learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and he's, he works so hard to do more than his nature, and more than he's accustomed to. So, say toiv is putting you in an experience where you where you're doing where you're doing to the maximum, and then even more than the maximum. So, therefore, so we see clearly what that sur is just getting getting by, making sure you don't you know you, you do the right things. Asy toiv is taking you off the charts. So this is the connection between Sur meirah and Shemalakim, and I'll say Toy with the Shaym Yud Keivavke. Why? Because this that Sur meirah means I'm afraid to transgress, and yeah, because I'm afraid, I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard on my on my animal soul and my Yetzirah to make sure and even when like I'm, I have tremendous challenges and I really want to do something terrible, Sur meirah will keep me in line. 100. percent It's very powerful. It's very, very important but why am I doing it? Because I don't want to transgress against Hashem. Why am I doing this? What's what's the motivating factor? Like we said, what's the meditation of Elohim? That you feel the power of Hashem. And because Hashem is so powerful, I don't want to transgress. So you see, Sur Meirah is connected with Shem Elohim in the sense that what is Hashem Elohim? That Hashem has power. And because Hashem has power, I don't want to mess up with the powerful man. Now, which is great, you need Surya, but it's only going to get you to the point where you don't mess up. On the other hand, the spiritual work of Asay which means I'm doing good, and I'm doing more than good, I'm going above and beyond the call of duty, it means I'm willing to work hard and learning to mit mitzvahs, more than my nature, more than I'm accustomed to, more than I have to. Where does that come from? That comes from the revelation of Oyer that God is past, present, and future. God is not limited to the physical world. God is above nature. And that's going to be the driving force to get me to go higher and higher and higher. So and as the Rebbe explains over here till now, we'll recap real quick, that there's two avoidance. There's the avoid of Sur there's the avoid of Asetov. There's the void of of, of of not doing anything negative, and there's the void of doing positive, and they're connected to Yud Kevavke and Sheim That Yud Bavke is all about the infinite God, Sheim Elokim is the power of God, and then the whole Kabbalistic idea. But the the, the 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 main point is that 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 because. Um, um is sourced in Shemalokim so therefore I'm only going to I'm afraid of Hashem I don't want to get into trouble I'm going to do the minimum you can't say I did anything wrong on the other hand but since Asetov is connected to Yudkei Vavkei the infinite God so I'll do anything I'll do off the charts off the limits Come connecting to the infinite and now they're just going to go into this idea of Asay toiv as you see, it's very, very powerful, because you connect to the infinite, it's off the shards. So they're going to explain the idea of Asay which is connected to Ur Saviv more in detail, and more specific, and a much deeper level. And it's just like this. What we learned before, that the truth is, even this Ur which is past, present, and future, which is technically almost like infinite, has a connection to the world. The only difference is, that the world in relation to in other words it's it, the is infinite and because the the earth is so powerful therefore the world was created automatically an automatic uh, uh, um, uh, creation like we learned like we learned before now so what does that mean practically in the of so, Asetav means, if you were going with that, that uh, uh, has a connection to the world, but then again, it's still infinite. So, it's the same, the same way it will to our serving God with Asetav. In other words, what does it mean, Asetav? Asetav means, I love Hashem. And because I love Hashem, I want to cleave to Hashem. In other words, what's my spiritual sp- work? I love Hashem and want to cleave to Hashem. It's amazing. I love Him. I want to cleave to Him. I'm willing to do everything off the charts. But what is the driving force? My love for Hashem and my will to cleave to Hashem. It's great. It's amazing. But it's still limited to my love and my will for Hashem. Now, true, the love that I have for Hashem, that becomes who I am. My whole identity is I love Hashem, I want to cleave to Hashem, that's who, that's who I am. And therefore, because I love Hashem and I want to cleave to Hashem, the way I serve Hashem, I don't think about my limits and my limitations. Whatever it takes, I'm willing to do anything because I love Hashem. However, the Rebbe says there's a higher level. In other words, to recap, in assay Torah, we learned till now is you're willing to do anything with Hashem, off the charts, but it's really you're deciding. But then, there's a in the same verse as Surmira, go away from evil. Asaytoiv, which we learned today is a higher level, but in the verse it goes on, Bake Shalom. You should search for Shalom for peace. What is real peace? So it's brought down in Kabbalah and it says Shalom, a higher level is peace. What's peace? Learning Torah, which is higher than the avoid of asay Why is learning Torah even higher than the avoid of asay Because we know that Torah is called Mashal HaKadmoini. What does Marshall kadmoini mean? So the commentaries explain that it's a parable and it's a garment for Kadmoini, Kadmoino Yishaloylom, referring to God, the infinite God, which was here before the world was created. In other words, practically speaking, the words of Kabbalah, Torah is a parable and a garment for the Atzmos Oirein for the essence of the infinite light of Hashem, which is not limited to the physical world. Therefore, so, since Torah is so powerful, so therefore, when a person learns Torah and a person is humbled by learning Torah, that's the ultimate humility. Because in our say, Torah is, I love Hashem, I want to do the will of Hashem. There's an I, the capital I is still there, but it's in good places. But when it comes to Torah, since we're connecting to the essence of Hashem, there's no me, there's no essence, there's no I, and like the like, like the author explains in Torah the difference between learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. In other words, when a person goes ahead and does a mitzvah, so what happens then is when you do the mitzvah, the person doing the mitzvah is like a servant that's fulfilling the will of his of, of his master. In other words, there's a servant, there's the master, and the servant does the will of the master. That means the servant still has his own identity. So in other words, when it comes to mitzvahs, there's the master, the servant, the servant still has his own identity. Now, even the servant that loves his master, and the expression that he uses ava betayinogim, the highest level of love, love of delights. But nevertheless, there's a yesh mishoyev. There's a person that loves his master. Just like in Toyev. I love Hashem. I want to cleave to Hashem. So it's compared to doing mitzvahs. However, when it comes to learning Torah, then you connect. then it's all about Hashem. Torah is all about Hashem, there's no me. Why? Because when a person learns Torah, and a person really is humble, has real Bittal, then, as the verse says, I'll put the words in his mouth, which means literally the words of Hashem, when the person learns Torah, and you're learning with humility, the words come out automatically. It's not your words, it's the words of Hashem that come out automatically. However, when you're arrogant, then it's your words. Like when a person says, I think or I say, that's already, you blew it. Now it's already, now already you're talking. When you say, this is what Hashem is saying, and it comes automatic, now Hashem is speaking through you. In other words, not that the person is speaking the words of Torah. But it's, Hashem zu alacha, the word of Hashem comes out automatically. The word of Hashem comes out through your throat. So notice what the Rebbe is saying is like this. There's a level of Sur Meirah, which is connected to Hashem el-kim there's a level of Asin Torah which connected to Yuth Kei but the Rebbe says, even the level of Asin Torah connected to Youth Bavke, it's all about you what's the highest? off the charts that's when it's Baku Shalom like learning Torah, when it's not about you, it's all about Hashem so the Rebbe said the same thing applies when it comes to Avas Hashem love for Hashem, there's three levels Three levels in loving Hashem. What are the three levels in loving Hashem? Like it says in Shema. What does it say in Shema? Bechol L'vavcha. With your whole heart. Plural. Bechol Nashikha With your whole soul. Bechol Maridecha. With your whole might. And now the Rebbe is going to explain the three levels. So the Rebbe is going to explain in many, many places. What is the ahaba HaBechol L'vavcha? What does it mean you love Hashem with your whole heart? That comes when a person meditates on the godly light which is literally in all of creation that gives it its life force. So when you think about that, when you're meditating, what is that? That's referring to Eur You think of a God is in the world, the way God gives life force to every single human being and to everything in the world. That's Eur When a person meditates on Eur HaMale, the way God that is in everything in this world, and everything in this world, its energy and its life force comes from Hashem, and when a person meditates, not only his godly soul meditates, but literally the animal soul comprehends it. The animal soul gets it. The animal soul gets it that the world would not exist without Hashem. And Hashem not only created the world, Hashem maintains the world. So you inspire the animal soul. So what happens is when you when you meditate in the way Hashem created the world, and maintains the world. Then you stop, you love Hashem. With your whole heart. And means two hearts. What does that mean? Two sides of your heart. It means the godly soul loves Hashem and the animal soul loves Hashem. So the first level of love is The godly soul, the animal soul, meditate on the greatness of Hashem, which Hashem is Mamo'alek That's the first level of love. So it's a great level. Great way to start. But then comes the next level. Bechol the whole Avcha. With your whole soul. What does that mean? When a person meditates on the fact that the, the godly light which is giving the world life force, like we explained the B'avcha, but then he goes a step further. Even this light that's giving the world life force, it's just a ray. It's just a ray. And you can't compare this ray in this world to the infinite light. Which is referring to obviously the light of Eir Saive. So when this person starts thinking, this whole world that Hashem created and recreates and gives it creation, it's from a ray. Oh, you can't compare it to the infinite light of Hashem, Eir Saivev. And when a person meditates on this, then you become not only tell, you love Hashem with your whole heart, the godly soul and the animal soul, but your whole soul, your whole soul. What does that mean practically? You're willing to give up. You're willing to give up your whole everything for Hashem. It means even if Hashem takes your soul, you're willing to give it away to Hashem. Why? Because you realize this whole world is nothing. It's the ray, the infinite light. So you, you're willing to connect to Hashem much deeper. Even if He takes your soul away, that's the second level. What's the third level? The level of b'chol ma'itcha. What is the level of b'chol ma'itcha"? That's when there's the revelation, not of Eir but even higher. Atmos Eir the infinite light of Hashem, which has no relation to the world, because Eir HaSeiv means it's a ray, and you can't compare it to the Eir which is much higher. Atmos, which is much higher than even a, a, a relation to this world. And when a person is revealed in his life, atmos and then your love is really, really off the charts. Now, so we have three levels. B'chol <muchal> ma'oitcha was when you meditate in HaMale. B'chol is when you meditate in Oyah Seveh, the, the light that's over the world but has a connection to the world. And B'chol ma'oitcha when you meditate in which is totally a light which has no, no relationship even with this world. But there was one second. What did we just say. The second level is B'chol It means even if he takes my whole soul, which is basically mysterious nefesh you're willing to give up your life which basically means it's off the charts it's no limits <coughs> so he explains so what's the meaning of b'chol uh, mo'itcha so he explains as follows because the mysterious nefesh when you're willing to give up your life on the level of b'chol nafshecha that is referring to in the soul. We know there's five levels: nefesh, ruach, neshama. That's the the part that's with, with more of a panimia. Then you have chay, which is makif, and then Yechida, even higher. So bchal nashra is connected to which level of soul? The level of chay. Were you willing to give up your life for Hashem? You're giving your life up for Hashem. There's a you, and you're giving up your life for Hashem. In other words, like exhibit an example, your the, your will is like the will, which just makes sense because since God is so powerful, you're willing to give up your life for Hashem. So in other words, in Bechol Nafsh, yeah, you're willing to go on a serious but you're choosing to go on a serious There's still a you, there's an I, yeah, the I saw the slave of Kalam, and you're willing to go on a serious That's high. On the other hand, the Ava Bechol Mo'otcha, when you're connected to Atmas or Saif, that's the level, the highest level of the soul, the level of Yechida. So that's not because you're choosing to, to to go on messiras nefesh? No, it's because you don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. There's no way for a second I'm willing to be disconnected from Hashem. Because real messiras nefesh, it's not that you're going a serious nefesh. That means you. It's real Masiris nefesh is realizing that you're really nobody. Real bittle We really have no power. The real power is Hashem. So no, mysterious, it's not because you're choosing, it's your will, your are your you and like that you're going to nefesh. But it's really all about God and godliness. Like we explained before, the level of bak is shelling. Higher than the level of what? The avoid of ase toive. And other was like this. To recap, what we is saying there's three levels in, 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 in love for Hashem. The first level is b'chol You think about the way God created the world, the Okay? It's amazing you love Hashem you see, oh my gosh, and if you're willing to go on a serious nefesh. Bechol is infinite light, off the charts, there's no me. It's all about Hashem. It's not that I'm going in a serious, I don't want to be disconnected from that powerful energy. So based on the Yerba says, that's why what's interesting, if you give a look in the second parasha of Krishna, it says, in the first one, it says, Bechol Bechol all three levels. In the second parasha of Krishna, it says, Bechol with your all heart. The first level with your whole soul and doesn't say why doesn't give us a third level <coughs> because this powerful level of which comes from the revelation of the infinite light of hashem that's not an avoidance for everybody. you can ask, say, meditate on it. Even the animal soul can realize that God is the one who created the world. Okay, so you're willing to have love for Hashem. Bechol Nafshcha, you realize there's a light above the world, and you're willing to go on a serious nefesh. But to, to demand from someone, Bechol that you don't exist because God is so infinite, that's why we can't demand from somebody. That's why the second parasha doesn't say, Bechol but on the other hand, what we could ask is, and we could inspire people is to have the love of Eirah Malay, which is connected to and Eirah Seiv, which called connected Nashikha. And the same thing also says, that's the same and practically of Surmeira going away from evil to be to realize Hashem is so powerful. Or Toiv, where basically you realize Hashem is again Seiv of Kalam, and therefore you're willing to do more than you're supposed to. And then there's Bakesh Sholem, where it's not about you, it's just ter- it. it's all about you, you're with Hashem. So many, many places, it only mentions Surah Mirabai HaSei Toiv. Because to be on the level of Bakesh and that's something which we can ask, so to speak, or demand from every single person. Now, the Rebbe says we all know that what happens is when a person does tshuva, when a person did something wrong, and then you decide, oh my gosh, you want to repent? You want to do tshuva? You want to return to Hashem? What happens? God gives a gift. Slichat God forgives all our sins. Now, what does that mean? Hashem forgives you. It's not like God forgives you; someone gets hurt and you fix it, but there's still a scar. When Hashem forgives you, that means you are on the same level of a relationship, just like before you sinned. It's so deleted that it doesn't even. It's not on the radar. It's not even on the radar of a past offense. Why? How, how can that happen? The person sinned, and then you repented, why can't it be Do you have a record or history? And the answer is, because when a person does real tshuva, when a person returns to Hashem, what happens then is, it's you fixed it, you actually draw down a ratzayin chadosh, a new will, from the infinite light, oirein soif, baal haratzayin, Hashem, who is the owner of the ratzayin, He's the person of the Ratzayim, which you're drawing down a level which is even higher than learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Again, so truva is, the real power of truva is that when a person does tshuva, you draw down a new level of Ratzayim, which is higher than Torah and mitzvahs. And once you draw down the new Ratzayim, there's no sin to begin with. Now, how does one draw down this Ratzayim Kaddash? It's amazing. New tshuva, New Ratzin, it's all over. It never even happened. So the drawing down, this powerful energy through Tshuva comes from Bechoma It comes from a level from where? Off the charts. It's not coming from a place of calculation. You can't get any, you can't get a new Ratzin Chadash. You'll get a calculated Ratzin. But when a person does the Avoidah, of, 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 if you want to create this this new Rosh that's your, your repentance has to be on the level of a level of you're like a nobody totally bottle off the charts for no reason no calculation and like the explains it's known when a person loves Hashem on the highest level a b'chol ma'itcha, which means you're doing, it's about doing the will of Hashem, not that you're connecting to Hashem, not that you're going on a serious nefesh, no, no, it's about doing the will of Hashem. In other words, when we say we're doing the will of Hashem, what does that mean practically? That we literally do, we, we make a new sign. So when a person does tshuva, and a person does a b'chol ma'itcha, and you connect to the ratzine Hashem, you draw down a new sign. Why? Because when a person loves Hashem b'chol mo'aytcha, you reach the infinite light, which is higher than Ratzayin. Ratzayin is a level. Ratzayin is one of the spheres. But when you do true B'chol you go off the charts, higher than the spheres. You reach Erein Seif, which is higher than Ratzayin. Or as we said before, the Bal HaRatzayin. And when you reach Erein Seif, which is higher than Ratzayin, you reach the Bal HaRatzayin, the owner of the will, you can draw down new Ratzayins the Rebbe says based on what it's known that what happens is when a person does spiritual work and through your work you draw down powerful energies so based on your work that's what you're going to draw down so when a person does that you go out of your comfort zone and you become totally humble to Hashem then you reach Hashem and and then you can draw down a new level of light so the Rebbe, says, Rebbe explains Two components in Oysim Ritzayin Shlomakim. Two levels in doing the will of Hashem. One level is that you're drawing down from Oirein Saif, which is higher than Ratzayin. That's point number one. So you're drawing down from Oirein Saif, which is high. is one of the spheres. You're drawing down from Oirein Saif, which is higher than Ratzayin. And B, that the Ratzayin that you're drawing down is higher than the Ratzayin that was there before which that happens based on the two avoiders of Ava, of loving Hashem b'chol ma'ayitcha. In other words, what he's saying is like this. One is, we reach a level of the bal HaRatzin, Seif, which is higher than Ratzin, and then we draw down a new Ratzin, which is higher than, higher than the Ratzin. And that comes through our avoider. What does that mean? When a person loves Hashem b'chol which means, as we learned before, totally don't exist. It's all about Hashem. So we reach, where do we reach? Through our abba? we reach higher than Ratzin. In other words, the mysterious nefesh, it's not because you want to go mysterious nefesh. That is B'chol But it means, no, I can't be disconnected. So you're literally reaching Hashem Himself. And therefore you reach b'al HaRatzin, when you do your Avaidah. And when a person does, loves Hashem, B'chol M'ayitcha, then not only do you draw down new Ratzin, but you actually elevate... And this is key. You elevate the You're Even the b'chol abavcha becomes a whole different level. B'chol gets elevated. So the Ratzin that you're drawing down from the Baal HaRatzin is even higher. So if to recap, what they were saying is like this. When we do our Avaidah which means, it's not about us, it's about Hashem, we reach the Baal HaRatzin, we reach Erein and then we draw down Ratzin Chadosh, which when we draw it down, so it not only is coming from a higher place, but it elevates even the above. L'Bav Nashecha. So based on this, the Rebbe explains very powerfully, and he says as follows. That's why the verse says, Shuba Yisrael, return Jewish people, Ah, till we're, Lekecha. So he asked, why does it say havaya and Lekecha, two names? It's either havaya or Lekecha. And he explains the reason why he says both names is Allah and Alakim, because our avoyedah has to be in both. The yut kei vavkei is the ase or even a step further, the baki shalom, no, it's naf shechem chomeidecha, and the of of melekim, which is surmirah. That's why it has both. Now, what's the whole idea of tshuva? When a person does tshuva, you have to come back to your original spot. Like, is it before you sinned? So therefore it says, avoyedah because you have to do both avoyedah, surmirah and ase toiv. And that's why it says, "Add Hashem ala Why? Because what's the goal? It doesn't say you should come to Havaya ala Because the goal is, like the altar explained, that what's true, what's real repentance, that Havaya, the infinite part of Hashem, you are willing. It's all about Hashem. You don't know if he's connected. Should be your ala kecha. Your bechalavavka, bechal nafshka, should be um, fueled by bechal bechal moedcha. In other words, that our repentance has to be in a way of b'chol What we want is ma'oitcha. We want to do, we don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. It's all about what Hashem wants. And what does that mean? What is the logic? And the answer is no, it's not logical. It's above logic, above all limits. And when a person behaves in the way of b'chol then you draw down from oirein saif, which is even higher than yid In other words, and you draw down from Oyatom, which is higher than Yudke Bavke. So then what gets revealed is that Havaya, the Yudke the infinite part of Hashem, that's Alekacha, that's your that's your, that's your strength. So even though Elohim is, is, is referring to strength, Yudke Bavke is Hayyovi Yukachad. But the goal is to draw down from the higher level that Yudke the infinite part of Hashem, that becomes our strength. Our strength is, is, is not limited. Our strength is, is off the charts. In other words, in order for it to be the union and the connection between Sayvev, which was K K, and the Male, which is Shemalokim, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you create a union? You have Sayvev and you have Male. Sayvev is above, Male is in the world. How do you, how do you unify the two? The only way you do that is by bringing him from a higher place higher, which is, or in sight, which is higher than you, and through that you would create the union. And based on the explains, that's why the verse says, because you sinned. We, obviously, you have to do true because you sinned. Why? And the reason, he's explaining the reason why you have to do such a strong truva that means you have to start living a life of Bechol you have to be connected to Hashem with Sirius Nefesh without any reason, off the charts Is because since you sinned so it's not enough, you can't go back to the old work of L'vavcha, meditating Bechol Nashecha, uh, bringing in from Merasebev just, you know, just alone from the Shem from l'kim and but you have to have Bechol Mo'eitcha because Kikosha you have to have kik- Bechol Mo'eitcha so you should be able to bring in from the level of in Saif, which is higher than to go ahead and unite Mimale and save <clears throat> So that's so far one idea of Shuvah Yisrael Ada Now, there is going to explain another idea, actually deeper, and he says it like this Another insight into Shuva Yisrael, we should return Ada In other words, that our repentance has to be up to the point that Havaya, which is the higher level, Eir should be just like Elokim Tzimtzum. How can that be? Yudkei Bavkei, it's infinite. So in reference to Eir Saif, which is higher than Yudkei Bavkei, so then Yudkei Bavkei becomes like Elohim, and others like this. Shuvah Yisrael, a person to do such shuvah, that what are you doing? You're drawing in Eir Saif which is high, even higher, then the Yudkei it gets downgraded because you're bringing them a much higher level. So in other words like this, they're to explain the difference between the two insights of Shuvah Yisrael. The first insight was, Ad Hashem Lekecha, that the goal was that the, the, the Yudkei Vavkei should be your Kayach and your Chayas. The Yudkei uh, should be your Yudkei so, in other words, what is revealed? Yudke Bavke, Elohim. But in order to connect the two, you're bringing in Eiren Saif, which is above them. But Eiren Saif doesn't become part of your life. According to the second insight, what they're saying is, that Ad which means, that Yudke Bavke should be in the level of Elohim and Simpson, in reference to, yud- to uh, the Atmos and Saif. So that means that Eiren Saif, the highest level, gets to actually reveal down into this world. In other words, this that we can say that Havaya, Yutke Bafke is in the level of Lakim and Simsum, How is that possible? That's because Eurein Saif, Lamayla, gets revealed in this world. Another like this, to recap before we go further. So i saying it like this. There's two levels. There's Eurein Maleh, there's Eurein Saive, and there's Atzim Saif. There's. there's God the way he comes into the world, God which is above the world, and the infinite light. So in the first shot is that by bringing in the highest level so you unify the two so what are we dealing with we're dealing with the unification of through the fact that we have connected at a higher level the second level is no, that the aspiration literally comes that becomes your world and when that becomes your world even so becomes like him so whoever says based on this he explains something very very deep and he says as follows <coughs> that we know that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, there's two things that happen. One is we blow the shofar, and also before we blow the shofar, there's different verses that we read about the blowing of the shofar. Blowing of the shofar is amidst the, the blow of the shofar, and then we read verses about blowing the shofar. Now, so there are brings from the Rebbe Hashanah in a classic Hasidic discourse in the year Tafre Havav, and he explains like this, that when we read about the Malchiyotz, crowning God as a king, Zichrenos, We remember God, that's connected to, erham and eraseveth. So, malchias and zechroinus is mamal erham the way God comes into the world, melech into the world, and zechroinus, say God is saved on the world. Now, when a person blows the shaifer, so you're actually drawing in, not from Mali and save, you're drawing in from erin save, just like ma'aitcha, which is higher Mali and save Up until you're drawing it not only from Aryan Saiv, you're drawing it from Hellama Atzmi, from the real essence of the concealment. And when a person draws down by blowing the Shaifer from Atzmas and Saiv and Hellama Atzmi, you unify Saiv and Mali. Okay, so again, to recap. You blow the Shaifer, you bring it from Atzmas and Saiv. And that unifies the and just like Ma'otcha does to Bechal Nafshecha, Bechal, um, on the first level. But then there is a step further. When a person, when we read the, the verses about Shaifer, that's even higher than blowing in the Shaifer. Powerful. Blowing in the Shaifer. Brings an Asmara Saif that unifies Mali and Saif. They're upset by reading the verses of the Saifers, you're actually drawing it from even a much higher place. Why? Because when you blow the Saif, it's connected to Ayur Saif and Mali. But what happens is, when you bring it from Eir and Saif or from Halam me you unify together. You unify together. But on the other hand, when you say the verses of the shaifer you know what happens? You're literally drawing down the halama atzmi, the atmos iron shoifah into this world. Just like when you're saying the words of the verses of shoifah, just like the revelation it's going to be like a Mashiach comes. And that's why, if when you read the psukim of the shoifah is... <clears throat> We say the verses about the shofar that we in reference the to matan Torah where Hashem blew the shofar in matan Torah, and we finish off about the shofar that's blow blown. When Mashiach comes. Why? Because when Mashiach comes, it's going to be the revelation of Giluy Elam and the same thing also was by well, was a matan Torah. So, in other words, like this: by shofar, what happens? Two things: by blowing the shofar, we draw in. The after story to unify our Sefer but by saying the verses, we're actually bringing it down, just like what's going to be like a Mashiach comes in there, and it was like Matan Torah. Now, the Rabbi says that the Sheifer when Mashiach comes is actually higher than the revelation and drawing in the powerful energy than the Sheifer of Matan Torah. Why? Because it's brought down. The earth, brings from Pirkei to that in reference to the two horns that were on the ram of Yitzchak so it says that the the ram, the right horn of the ram is bigger than the left horn. Now, but the left horn Hashem blew at Mount Sinai, the smaller one, and the right one, which is bigger one, Chesed, the bigger one, Hashem is going to eventually blow the Mashiach comes. Now, so we see that the one Mashiach comes even greater. That revelation is going to be even greater, but even the shafer of Moshiach comes at different levels to that to, to that, that uh, spiritual levels Why? because it tells in the person the, the verse says as follows where Hashem Alekim is going to blow the the shoifer and then it also says the Yitaka is going to blow the shoifer on the big shaifer now Hashem kim that's referring to names of Hashem but nevertheless, these are very powerful names. Elohim is actually with the Nikah, uh, uh, Yud Kei Bavke, Hashem Elohim is with the, with the Nikah, the vowels of Elohim, which is very, very high. And like, explain the Torah in depth, uh, um, uh, um, Hashem, Hashem Elohim, Yud Kei Bavke with the Nikah of Elohim. Now, this revelation, this powerful revelation of, 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 uh, Kei Bavke with the Nikah of Elohim, that's gonna be the beginning of the redemption of Mashiach comes what's going to be after, as in de- redemption gets intensified, then there's going to be the blowing of the big shofar. In other words, and it says he's going to blow on the shofar. It doesn't say who is even blowing. You talk about shofar. doesn't say who's blowing it. Why? Because sins, in names, as levels. This name, that name. But when it's blowing straight, without saying who it is, it's a revelation of stima, they call stima. In. It's the most hidden and most powerful revelations. That's going to be where Mashiach comes. So the Rebbe says that this, that when we say the ver- the verses of, of shayfa on Rosh Hashanah, what do we re- read? Which verse? You about Shafer gadol. We're going to blow the big shayfa. You no, know, not only we're we going to blow the shayfa Mashiach comes, but we're going to blow which one without without saying who's blowing it. It means it's obviously a great revelation. What does that mean? So why are we saying it in Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is because by doing our avoid of Rosh Hashanah, which means by reading the verses of the Shefer, we draw down the same powerful energy what's going to be like a Mashiach comes. So based on this, Rebbe says, now we can understand why. In the after of Shabbos Shuvah, which says, Shuvah Yisrael, return Jewish people, Ad Hashem Alekecha, and in Yudkei Bavke. Is also included yud kevavke with the nikud of alokim, which is a very very high level. But nevertheless, we what would we say that the truva has to be that ad havaya it should be only in the level of a kim, and we're bringing in and we, the goal is that that yud kevavke should be like the level of a Kim, which is a Kim and symptom in reference to what. Asmissary and safe. Why? Because they avoid of Rosh Hashanah, we're actually bringing in you talk about Shafa Gadol. We're gonna bring in the powerful Shefer of Rosh Hashanah, of, of Mashiach comes. And once you bring in the powerful Yittakaba Shaifa Gadol of Mashiach comes, and we're talking at such a high revelation, not only Asmissary and safe, but the, the revelation of Mashiach comes, so then we can have the level that Yudke Babke can be the level of Alokim. So the reason why Yudke Babke is level of Alokim, because on Rosh Hashanah we're connected to the, to the Shafer of Mashiach comes, which obviously is very, very powerful. the Rebbe finishes off and he says as follows. It's known what it says in the garrison of tshubah, That Tshuva Eloh. We're now in the days of Tshuva. What is the highest level of Tshuva? What is a high level of repentance? That is simcharaba. Huge amounts of, of joy. That's shuva ilah. Shuva ilah is not God forbid to be depressed and sad. No. chuva is real happiness. So therefore, and that's what it says after rights in the Tanya. So therefore, how much more so when it comes to the shuva of Shabbat Because in shuva ilah, it's the highest level of chuva Shabbos tshuva. Up to the point, what we're saying is, Shuvah, Hashem HaLakim, that the level of Yudkei should be like the level of Kim because we have the greatest revelations. We have the revelation of Atz and Sa'if, the revelation of Mashiach is going to come. So how much more so, if we're having the highest level of, of Shuvah, that we have to have real Simcha, great Simcha, strong Simcha on Shabbos. And since we know the Rebbe says that Simcha pirates together, when a person is happy, Anything that's limiting, anything that's holding you back, simcha will pierce through anything and everything. So when a person has real simcha, on the 10 days of tshuva, and we know 10 days of tshuva is including Rosh Hashanah, the middle days in Yom Kippur, and especially in Shabbos tshuva, Ad HaShem alekecha, when Yud Kei is like Zalike we're bringing in the highest levels, and you have simcha then, so then we break anything that's holding us back, anything that's limiting us, and we have a non-eva merch of Hashem answers us with tremendous abundance and a tremendous success from Yudkei babke. And this, this, this tremendous blessing is not only for Rosh Hashanah and for the Sayyidina Shuva and Shabbat Shuva, but this powerful blessing is, it lasts us for the whole year on a physical level, on a spiritual level, that what happens is our, avoid, our, our spiritual work of learning Torah and do mitzvahs should be with tremendous plentiful and abundance. And the way of we break through anything that's holding us back and anything that's limiting us and also in physical things gashmias with children life sustenance health abundance until the ultimate abundance the true abundance which will be when mashiach Sidkenu, comes and is revealed and we're going to have true abundance Abundance on high. As we know, it says that when Mashiach comes, Yerushalayim is going to be more It's going to be expanded. In other words, Jerusalem is going to expand over the whole land of Israel. The whole land of Israel is going to be one big Jerusalem. And the whole land of Israel is going to expand all over the world. And that's going to happen when Mashiach comes, Bekaray Mamish. Powerful Hasidic discourse about connecting to Hashem to the highest levels, and practically speaking, obviously not being connected to anything negative, only positive, and connected only with the oneness of Hashem, it's all about Hashem, and having the great Simcha, Simcha, rabba, and through Simcha, we will to have the greatest blessings and success. And let's hope that our next class will be in your Yerah Kodesh, with Mashiach Tzadkenu. Have a great and blessed week, and a great and new year.